0: Between Sundays, I'm Tyler and it seems good to the Holy Spirit and to me to welcome and include friends of the pod. Dave's here to talk about why the early church made their decisions and how welcoming and inclusive we Christians ought to be. But before we launch the Holy Hand Grenade, now that they've burdened us with a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors were able, able to bear, let's welcome in our favorite co-hosts in a throwdown with lots of yelling about the validity of circumcision, <laughs> man
1: and Barry. Good day, guys. Say it again. It's wow. not valid, Marin. It's I'm not valid. not ready valid. to throw
2: down. Let's throw down. <laughs> that
1: yeah.
3: just grew. That kept, yeah, got, it was just got kept more
2: going. intense. Just kept going. Y- that means you gave him a lot of material, Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got so a lot clearly. to work
0: with. So much. Uh, Dave.
3: Hey, welcome back. <laughs> back in the you. saddle. Thank you. Here I am. Wow. First yep. time in-person pod with Dave. Yep. In, in a long time. A long time. Oh, probably like many a year months. year and a half. Many
0: months. Um, all right. So before we get started. Yeah. Between Sundays is on Instagram, everybody. (laughs) Right now. What a treat. Right now? No, we're not live. No, No, but like. This is. We uh, we have a presence. It only took us four years, but we're here and we're social.
2: So I was I was sitting at home and I was scrolling on my phone, mm-hmm. and Between Sundays wanted to follow me.
0: Yeah, wow. And I'm
2: like, who is this?
0: Friends of the Pod. What
2: is happening?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can go to uh, at Between Sundays Podcast. And uh, so far, we've posted a couple clips from the early days, um, kind of how it started, how it's going, vibe. Um, but we're going to do like behind the scenes stuff. Anytime we talk about what's new, maybe we'll post photos of the stories we tell, that kind of stuff. So go follow us and share with I'm your friends. I'm just
2: laughing at the thought of posting photos of the stories we share. Yeah. <laughs> this is the part where, where Tyler was talking about Milo. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: So like early in the early days, Marin was like, I am terrified of roller coasters. I have a picture that I need to show you guys. Oh, that Well, now- tough. When we post the pod, oh, we can post that picture yes. on our feed and we can say, go to our Instagram page to see Marin terrified of rollercoasters." Yes. This, this is a deep cut for all three of our extreme followers, hey. friends
1: of the pod. <laughs> Last time
0: we made the accusation that no one's listened this long. Oh, I had a number hurt. of people come up to me and say, I listened to every episode. How dare you? <laughs> uh,
3: guys, what's new? Dave, how's the summer? It is wonderfully hot. <laughs> yeah. I love it. You hot, love it. Hot, hot, It's, right. I don't know. This is first real summer mm. yeah. since I retired. There's one change right. in, the, in the family, which is pretty great. What's that? Your daughter. Moved oh, oh, you to, mean?
1: <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I didn't know. Maybe I was too vague. Yeah. I was, was like, like, what happened? Are, are we happened, breaking baby? news? Yeah, no. No. Yep. Henry good. is, Henry is nearby now. He is.
0: Yep. When we, He's, uh, uh, Lucy and
1: Kevin
3: moved
0: now. He is two years old. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You're a grown up boy. Yep. He's a grown up. He's a growing up boy. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
0: So it's good having the whole fam in town, but you're, you're traveling quite a bit with destiny works stuff. Are you not?
3: I'm traveling some, not, not a great deal. Probably will increase this fall Mm -hmm. once. Yeah. Once things open up more and yeah. Mm -hmm. So we uh, recently went to symphony on the
0: prairie Mm -hmm. with you and Penny and Barry and Olivia to see the Beatles, right? Well, not the original. <laughs> yeah, the Beatles, not, a, uh, not the real Beatles, <laughs> but like the yeah, a cover as performed by the symphony. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it was good to see you like just kind of chilling. You were totally getting into the Beatles music. I didn't know you were
3: a fan. Well, that was my- That was your that's thing. That's my music. That yeah. was my music. But it was up. good.
0: It was it was like, oh, uh, we didn't get to see this last summer. Right, but Dave is like totally like chilled and having a great time with his fam, and well,
3: it's I'm good. Way it's more good to s- chilled. I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm yeah. sitting here in shorts
3: and a, <laughs> and a t-shirt. Right.
1: He's not uh, burdened by the daily grind and stress that yeah. we carry with us now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: So, but the interesting thing is, this past Sunday, the first time in 42 years, I preached in a short sleeve shirt. I wow,
0: wow. I'm not gonna say I didn't notice it. I noticed F- it. I, Forty. I was like, good for 42 you.
3: 42 years. Good
0: for you. Wow. Just, Got that lounge wear in.
2: <laughs> you, just, you just felt the freedom. You just felt yeah. it's a new day. What? What? Was really <laughs> yeah. yes. I was really surprised. New man.
0: I was.
1: more surprised about the sweatpants. I thought that was. A, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, he's been inspired well, by Jaden. Sweatpants. Jayden. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jaden, yeah. Jaden, who is known to wear some very casual uh, wear, as he's leading casual attire. He's a
2: casual guy. Yeah, you know,
1: <laughs> good for him. Well, good. Uh, Maren, Barry, what's what's new with you guys? Can I tell you the most annoying thing happened yesterday? So uh, a couple weeks ago, I chipped a tooth. Did I tell you about that? No. Uh, you, it's not uh, it's not hugely obvious, but uh, I see it. Yeah. So oh, I was roughhousing with Cleo. We were mm-hmm. like we were wrestling on the bed. I was like throwing her. your dog And she gets really excited and into it. And she like slapped her face into my face and on accident. And I think we bonked teeth or something. And later oh, in the day, I realized oh. later in the day, nobody I realized, likes a teeth bonk. No, not no one likes dog. a dog. Not with a, not with a dog. And so I, later in the day I was like, Oh no, what? And I looked and there's a, there's a chip out of my tooth. And so split hooves. <laughs> <laughs> And so this, it took weeks to get an appointment with my dentist. I was, so I had a chipped tooth for just weeks. You didn't know, Maren. That's amazing. No, we didn't know. Uh, I just talk fast and keep my mouth closed, but I. It's your front tooth. It's my front tooth. I did not notice it
2: until you said something.
1: I finally had my appointment this past Monday and it was great. I went in there, got my teeth cleaned, got my tooth filled. And then yesterday, this is Tuesday evening, one day after I got my, my, chip repaired. I'm driving down the street and I'm just like, idly accidentally chewing on my fingernail Oh and, and it cracks.
2: It again. Oh. And I'm like, Come oh. in, so
1: now I've got to wait for another week and a half to get down there. You got to learn that. You got you to learn the, and out, and the worst need part, an
2: implant. And the yeah. worst
1: part is my, my dentist is like downtown. It's like 38th and, yeah. and Meridian, Meridian. So I drive for about
0: four hours to oh get there. God. So you got to learn the proper fake teeth protocol. Yeah. Now I know. No sandwiches, <laughs> no sandwiches, no like French bread sandwiches. The like hard bread. Can't do it. Cause you bite into it. I can't, this is. No apples?
2: Oh, no. Wait.
0: Hey, (laughs) I know what I'm talking about. I got four fake teeth up top and I'm just constantly terrified that biting into an apple, I'm going to pull the apple away and my teeth are going to be in it. It's possible. So for you. Has
2: it ever happened? I thought you had implants. I thought all four of those teeth were implants.
0: They are, but I'm still scared. Okay. Because like. They're, They're like, not part of my body. You know, that's like <laughs> up into your- It's like drilled into like your, into your skull. It's skull, it's right? skull right? <laughs> Guys, <laughs> I told my dentist, I'm not having apples and I'm not having hard sandwiches. And he said, that's probably best.
2: Well- The apples I can see, but the hard sandwiches, is any bread really that hard?
1: It's yeah. Bread. You know, like the, the you know, like a crusty loaf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> chewy, a chewy
3: loaf. Like the ciabatta, Like a- is that how you say it? <laughs> no, fixed. it's ciabatta. Oh, Chibata. Tuscan. Ciabatta. <laughs> Is that the... Uh...
1: Anyway, that's yeah. my story. So it's fine. So you got to get it fine. fixed oh, it's, again? And then I'm yeah, never going to chew anything again. What are we going to do? I just go to get it fixed again. I got to go right. down and get it. No Jolly
3: Ranchers for you. I guess it's, not.
2: It's so minimal, Barry. You could easily yeah. not get it fixed and no one would As ever long as the nerves it. aren't well, hanging if, out. If I...
3: Yeah and you can whistle real well right now <laughs> <bad>.
1: yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just i'd like to try getting it fixed and have it be fixed for like more than a week <laughs> and then if it breaks again i'm like all right this is my life now a yeah. good so, goal. that's yeah, a good yeah. goal you
2: could just get it like gold capped i could that's yeah just, a Ooh, just like a gold <laughs> <laughs>
0: chip just like a really, like right a diamond front. chip yeah <laughs> that's, good. that's good i do like that Marin, what's new with you
2: Um, I don't, I don't know. I thought I had something, but now I'm blank. Four years. We're
0: still unprepared.
2: (laughs) Every week, every time it gets me every time.
0: Uh, are we in drum season? Are we marching band season?
2: Sort of. So I think that they take two breaks or two weeks of a break Mm -hmm. at the start or or mid mid summer. They, they practice, then they do a, I think a fourth of July parade or something. So I think he's in the midst of the, of the two weeks off. Okay. But. You know, you, you went and saw a Beatles cover band, symphony, playing Beatles music. Yeah. yeah. I all, went. three of us, yeah. So the Nickel Plate, I live pretty close to the Nickel Plate Amphitheater in Fishers. And all summer, I haven't been able to make it to any of the concerts. And every mm. summer I tell myself, oh, we're going to ride our bikes there. It's going to be so great. We're <laughs> going to pack a picnic or, or whatever. I've never been able to make it to a show. Finally... I heard a Pearl Jam cover band was oh. coming to town and I was not going to miss it. And it did not disappoint. It was oh. a really good time. And I saw a bunch of grace people there and see what I'm saying. I
0: say, what's new? And you say, I have no awesome. idea, but this is, new. there it is. That's new. Yeah.
2: I did Pearl a Jam. thing. What I finally they? left my home and did yeah. a thing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm
0: very proud of myself. That would have been really nice to be invited to.
2: <laughs> I didn't know you
0: would have
1: I, I would have to loved go. to
0: go to a Pearl Jam cover band
1: it concert. It was awesome. Did they have oh. like a f- weird plan? Name uh play on words or anything they like that? They did,
2: and I, I don't remember what it was. Um I know the word Chicago was involved in the title of the band, so I don't I, I yeah. mean any veterans hmm. from I the Chicagoland area, but
3: I don't understand that. Pearl Jam? No, I don't understand what the yeah. word thing. Chicago. What's that mean? I
2: oh mean, so why like, did
3: Barry ask you that? So oh, I like, don't know. I just uh, figured a cover <laughs> band would have like, like a girl, funny name, I know, girl fam.
2: I know a band in Chicago, that is a ukulele ensemble and all they play is Beatles songs okay. and they're called the Beatleleles. So when you're a oh, cover band, you have like on. a weird I get it. I get play it. on words. Yeah. So Pearl Jam would probably have a weird. Pearl Jelly. Or, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. But it was really fun. Pearl Jelly. And we did ride our bikes and it was the most gorgeous night. The weather was beautiful. It was everything it was you
0: had dreamt of.
2: Delightful. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Good. Well, I'm glad you got to do that.
2: What about you, Tyler? What about All right. you? I
0: was, ta- was going to talk about this before the show, but two days ago, <laughs> I woke up with uh, what I can only estimate is getting old knee pain because yeah. I've not done anything to tweak a knee.
1: Nothing physical with
0: your legs. No, I, <laughs> but like I went to go pick up one of my kids and standing up, I thought I was going to fall over because my knee pain was present. And Mm -hmm. so ever since then I got some knee pain, um, as fellow old people, (laughs) (laughs) uh, what do I do? Is it just like, you just live with
2: with it. This is your life now. I have a few questions because didn't you recently play like pickleball or something? Do you think that's what it was that you overexerted yourself? Um, is pickleball like tennis where there's a lot of like starting and stopping and the knees are absorbing a all the- A lot of knee twerk? Yeah. <laughs> Torque. The knees are absorbing like all of the forward <laughs> yeah, motion or yeah. momentum.
0: Yeah. But it's only one knee. I would expect both knees to mm, feel I that mean, way. Maybe not. You never
1: know. Mm,
2: not, you might have torn hiscus. I have Ooh.
1: knee pain constantly. You for the la- And for the last like six or seven years, ever since I did Insanity, which is all yeah. jumping and yeah. knee
0: things. Like so- I can- I can feel it cracking when I'm, when I just move it.
1: So I, cracking.
2: my knee cracks every time I move it. Does I it feel hurt? Do you in, have new p- knee pain? N- not to that degree. Mm. I did just start to have a twinge of knee pain, which is why I think this is hilarious. We're <laughs> the same age and <laughs> yeah. we're starting yeah. to feel it in our knees. Oh, friends but of the pod. No, almost. Jed, Jed was... Like I came down, I made some coffee and he came and he rubbed my shoulders this morning. Yeah. But his knuckles were cracking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
2: this, this is how you know you're getting old together. Yeah. See. He's like, here, honey, I'll help.
1: <laughs> if I could go back in time to my myself in high school and find myself, what, eating like a full bag of Doritos and a and a thing of Mountain Dew and jumping off of yeah. things, I would have been like, dude, enjoy it. While yeah. it lasts, because this is not gonna last. Ice the knees. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: I am bemused.
0: Yeah. How are your knees, Dave?
3: <laughs> how are your knees? Are you good? Actually, I feel like I'm much better than you. Oh, good. No, we are. We we are. Are. Well, at here least we one you of us has are. good knees here.
2: Yeah. You All need right. to get that tape. That uh No, KT I don't tape. believe in
3: that. I don't believe in that. Or you can get one of those knee braces or knee wraps. Yeah. I'm I did put a knee brace. I did go see a, a knee person, ortho
1: whatever you did. Uh, and they gave me the sheet of stretches that I could yeah. do. And it was like, always amazing. It's yeah. like four hours of work Pass. and you just do it twice a day. And I was yeah. like, I don't think, <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't think that's happening. Yeah. It's not that bad. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, what's new with me. Just some random new knee pain. <laughs> Late thirties. Yep. All right. Uh, we are in who knows what week of our sermon series, six, six of, of eight, nine, six of nine. (laughs) We're in week six of nine, uh, of our sermon series, how it started, how it's going, where we're talking about the early church and modern day church, um, and how it started, how it's going. And so Dave, you're here because you gave the sermon in a
3: short sleeve shirt. In a short sleeve shirt. First (laughs) time in 42 years. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So, uh, you, you know, you know, the rules back in the day it's, you come in and we say, we, we, crack wise on the sermon, but we also say what was kind of the big idea mm-hmm. for anybody who hasn't heard it yet. So can you kind of share with us what you wanted people to take away?
3: Yeah. I mean, to get us to think that there is no longer any us and them uh, then, I mean, back, back in the day f- with them, they were struggling with Gentile Jew. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is no longer any us and them. Be- if we're followers of Jesus Christ, we are all we. And the thing yeah. might be, the more expansive big idea was if God is that graceful to others, why we need to mimic or we need to um, yeah, love people with the same level of grace. Yeah. He does.
0: Okay. So you primarily focused on Acts 15, right? Yep. And basically the scene is Antioch and we're focusing on in on a letter that the from the apostles and elders to the early church and yep. to Antioch.
3: Yeah, it right. started in Antioch. That's where the yeah. throwdown happened. And then they went to Jerusalem. They went to Jerusalem to have the confab, mm-hmm. the council, and then they went back to Antioch with the letter that said, here's the deal.
0: Okay, so when, and you said, you started your sermon by talking about the holy hand grenade yeah. and the Paul and Barnabas and the people at the council of Jerusalem put in this letter, basically the Holy Spirit is with us. And yeah. God, this is what God thinks. And this is what we think. And so they're, they're, they're telling the disagreeers, the people back in Antioch that the Holy spirit gave us an answer to the question. So we're coming back and we're going to tell you what it is.
3: And the question was about circumcision, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, it it was uh, the bigger question was imposing uh, responsibilities or rules upon new believers so that they're more right, correct. Mm that they're essentially so that they're, it's Jewish first and then they can become yes. a Christian. It's yeah. like Jewish first Christian follows. Okay.
0: So, uh, I know we've been doing this show for four years and maybe I should know this, but I don't. Why in the Bible was circumcision a thing?
3: Well, where's Tim? <laughs> I know. I mean,
1: so circumcision is actually a pretty common rite of passage in quite a few different cultures, uh, including like if you go to East Africa, even today, a lot of young boys will go through this really elaborate circumcision thing. Like when they're in like high school age and it's ridiculous, we could talk about that if you really want to know, but no, I don't want to know that it's a, a, for whatever reason, it's like a thing in human societies and cultures. It's a ritual. And as, With all of the law and as with all of what God does in the world, he speaks through human cultures into human cultures at a time when the people of God needed to be set apart. Uh, That was circumcision was the way that his people would be set apart from the nations around them. And that, that was what he did. That's what he, how he set uh, Abraham apart and, Uh
3: and it was in the law and all that. So, and it became, it became the, the metaphor for essentially it's the way uh, a family an individual would sign the covenant with God. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: To become That's, to become yeah. Jewish
0: so to speak, to become a follower of
1: Okay, of maybe God. we
0: need to talk about this after the show. But like how how did people know? Know what? Like logistically
1: speaking, oh, because. I am set apart, but how would you know that? Because it was very common for uh people to be at public baths, especially men would all hang out in like saunas, oh, public okay. baths, and they'd all probably just Got be chilling.
2: <laughs> well, and wouldn't the village have yeah. known when a woman gave birth yes. and then, you know, on the eighth day, the, the newborn male is, is circumcised. It's again, we live in a very individualistic society and we can't really yeah. understand. They you probably know,
1: stayed within the village. For the village. And, right. Yeah. Okay. There's a, there's a story later in acts where Paul brings somebody who, who does he bring with him? He brings somebody with him back to Jerusalem and it turns into a huge deal because they all know that he's not circumcised. And so you've got to think, okay, somehow a group of people saw this stranger and
0: they understood that he wasn't circumcised. The best explanation is public baths. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and in Acts 15, it says that the, the church in Antioch decided to send Paul and Barnabas to Jerusalem for this council. Right. Mm -hmm, Right. And as I'm reading this and as you're reading it in your sermon, Dave, it says that they, they went there, but they were accompanied by other local believers. And I was, for some reason that stood out to me, like, did they need witnesses to go to this council from Antioch? Like, why was it important that there were other local believers who were going with them? Did it matter? Or am I reading too much?
3: Well, yeah, it was about them. It was, it was about them. They probably brought, Uncircumcised believers with. Oh, okay, them. got it. Likely that's what happened. Okay, although it might not have been all Gentiles, but but likely that, and I am sure that caused no small amount of discord. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at this council, Peter stands up, and mm-hmm. by the way, I wonder uh, if the people there. Do you think the people there at this council with like Paul and? James and Peter, do you think they knew the weight of what was happening? Like that we'd be talking about it 2000 years later.
3: I don't think they obviously, I don't think they knew. I don't think they projected into the future, but in the moment it was huge. Yeah. And I think every, everybody, I, the very fact that you have Peter speaking into it, James speaking into yeah. it, Paul speaking yeah. into it. It's like major. It is a major. That's why I said it's in the top three events. Yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah uh, of, of the book of Acts, early church. And, and one of the things that
1: you kind of, I think you said it or hinted at it. in one of the messages that, uh, was that had this not happened, the church would have gone a completely different oh, direction. Yeah. So yeah. I think, yeah, they understood. And even at the time, had they decided, no, you do have to become fully Jewish. You have to be Torah observant, follow all the law to, to follow Jesus. That
3: would have been a very different faith. And I don't know what would have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just projecting what would have happened had they stuck with that. I, it, I think human history in general would have had a profound impact yeah. on it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Peter stands up and says, everybody here knows that God shows me from among you uh, some time ago to preach to the Gentiles. And then he goes on to talk about what he thinks about that. And as I was reading this and as I'm hearing you talk about this, um, I feel like I would have been super annoyed if I was one of the Pharisees and Peter stood up to be like, you know, God chose me over you (laughs) to do these things. I I feel like that's just like rubbing salt in the, how dare you?
3: Well, except that he, except that he was an apostle and the apostles at that time carried more weight. Did the Pharisees respect the apostles? The the Christian Pharisees? Yeah. Like Paul?
1: I mean, yeah, I think they would have. He was... I don't, well, I don't, I wonder cause they, they would not, these, these disciples of Jesus were not qualified, but they were the ones that Jesus chose. And yeah. Peter was in his inner circle, his, yeah. his closest three, Peter, James, and John, that was, that was Jesus' inner circle. And Peter was, mm-hmm. was one of them. So I don't know if the Pharisees respected
0: them, but they, they had to respect the office if they didn't
3: respect
1: yeah.
0: the qualifications. Yeah. And so when he stands up and speaks, he says, uh. Why are you challenging God by burdening the Gentile believers with a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors were able to bear?
3: Which is, I wish I'd had time to explore that statement. Let's do it here. You got, well, (laughs) just the, just the question, um, I, I, I think it's really telling that he said, you're going to make these people do things that was hard, that were hard for us to do. Yeah. You're going to impose on them the things that we had a hard time keeping. It's right. It was a, yeah, a, he's like, he's like, it's not like we kept the law. Yeah. That are was the whole point me? that Jesus that, had to come that, because
1: we kept breaking it. That stood out
0: to me like
3: crazy. Uh, huh. like, yeah. Yeah. Which is how Christians still. Yeah, exactly. That's the way we still are.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's what I was thinking about. I was like, man, some things never change. Like how it started, how it's going. Like it's kind of going the same way. Like yeah. we, we, we impose these things that we expect people to do while we're not even doing it ourselves. Right. In in a lot of ways. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Don't
3: get me started.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So then James stands up at this council and seemingly comes up with a suggestion or is it a compromise or just a suggestion? Basically, as long as we don't eat foods that are offered to idols or consume blood or meat from strangled animals
3: and sexual immorality, you'll be fine. Um, it's a form of, it's a form of compromise. He was not introducing matters of the law. He was introducing communal norms that he was suggesting that they mm-hmm. live by.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of what they went with in the letter. Like that's what yeah they went with James's suggestion. Yeah. These are the kinds of things that it's like,
1: look, you, you do have the freedom to do that, but if you did it, you'd be really disrespecting the culture of the people gotcha. that you're supposed to be in community with. And it, all, it, it's like almost, he's like, don't, don't make it way harder yep. yeah. for other people to be in community with you. than
0: you're already rocking the boat. You don't need to rock it over yeah. kind of thing.
3: Yeah. Well, actually it was spoken to the Gentiles. You know, you're, you're fully, you're fully welcomed into this body, mm-hmm. but understand, uh, understand that there are thing, there are things you eat that, that, great us. So into the core of who we are that we won't be able to hang out with you. So could you, could you cut us this much slack? Yeah. Respect it. And, and, and for heaven's sake, sexual immorality, we should all be able to say Mm -hmm. no to that. Yeah. So, and, and really some of these things are,
1: are associated with culture. A lot of the times in the new Testament, when they talk about sexual immorality, uh, it's, it's related to things like temple worship of other gods and, uh, really, Oh yeah, and like and like festivals and things like that, and mm-hmm. eating like meat strangled, but all all that stuff that's connected to the culture of Gentiles, the pagan yeah. Gentile culture. So, which was normal. It is, it normal is cross to culture. It is cross culture work that they're doing here, and he's saying, "Look, I know these are things that everyone in your community does mm-hmm. is gonna do. Just don't. Yeah, <laughs> like just
0: avoid it for mm-hmm.
1: the sake of of the church.
0: Yeah, that's my that's my
1: perspective on it. Yep, that's that's
0: it." And um, Dave, your point was that we need to make sure our welcome and inclusion as Christians is as graceful as God's. Um, Is, is this just a better, is that a better way of saying don't judge people?
3: Well, it was my extrapolation of the, of the brilliant little three point sermon that Peter gave. Yeah. I think it was absolutely brilliant or at least the way that Luke captured it. What Mm -hmm. somehow it was told to him. That look, God knows people's hearts. God cleanses people's hearts and he gives them the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I mean, what that's graceful. These, we, none of us deserve this. Yeah. We don't deserve this. And so if that's the way God is going to look at human beings, why would we look at people any other way?
0: Yeah. Which also, by the way, is easier said than done. Right. Right. Um, so knowing that. And knowing this all started from a group of people hearing what Paul, wait, what Paul interpreted as bad theology? Who interpreted this as bad theology? The circumcision Jewish plus Christian? Paul did.
3: Paul and okay. Barnabas. Because these guys came from Jerusalem with the yeah. with the purpose of setting people straight. Yeah. And he said, Mm-mm, nope.
0: So today, what is our job? responsibility as the church or as Christians, as individuals, when we hear bad ideas or bad theology or because what they, what they did to solve this problem, you kind of talked about, like, is this a good way to make decisions? Uh, mm-hmm. what should we do when we hear these things, when we hear bad theology or theology
3: that we don't think is, is correct? what do we, What should we do as Christians? You mean as individuals or as uh, the church and leadership? Uh, church, church. Okay. Well, I think this this uh, passage right here or this story is is a lot more cut and dry because, of course, circumcision, the law. We understand. It seems like okay that that can't be right. Today, we're dealing with issues that are far more nuanced, mm-hmm. that people impose or or believe in their hearts need to be a part of the Christian faith. And and this, there's probably more of that going. I mean, shoot, growing up, growing up, it was, can you have a glass of wine? Should you dance? Yeah. Uh, hmm. There was very, a lot of behaving. Smoking. What's that? Smoking. Smoking, a lot of be- oh, rock and roll music. I mean, mm-hmm. we could... Yeah. Go- Today, it's even more nuanced than that. We could probably talk about what what are the issues that we probably need to look at each other and try to, in community, through consensus, figure out what the Holy Spirit, if we can agree with him and he agree with our decision on this, and then help lead people to see, think differently. Yeah, um, That's part of the responsibility of leadership. And, yeah. and like for 29 years here, I took that very seriously, mm-hmm. that we need to... And I know Barry is, and you guys are as part of the lead team.
2: So I'm, I'm struck. We talked, a, we've talked more about circumcision on this particular podcast than ever in four, four years of podcasting. <laughs> Gird your loins. Precisely. Yeah, everyone should. <laughs> but oh. as we're talking about it, I rem, I remember a, a scripture about circumcision of the heart. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to Jeremiah four. Mm-hmm. So this w- shouldn't have been a new concept, right. even back in the old Testament, The prophet was saying it's, it's your heart that God wants. It's not the thing or the action. You think that you're good because you've gone through the ritual of circumcision. But what about your heart? Circumcise your heart. And so then again, Paul in his letter to the Romans says a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. And true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it's a change of heart produced by the spirit. And I think as I'm thinking about, you know, in your day, it was, should we have a drink? Well, in my day too, I grew up in an assemblies of God church where <laughs> yeah. drinking was absolutely outlawed. Dancing was yeah. outlawed and rock and roll music was by and large, very outlawed. Your day was my day to, mm-hmm. to some people and yeah. some people around me, but we focused more on the thing.
3: On mm. the behavior. And than the we thing. did on
2: the heart of the person. Yeah. And it really was like, well, we don't, we can't see your heart. We don't really know what's going on in there, but as long as you're not doing these things. Because it's easier for us to see, and maybe even us as the the person trying to be holy, it's easier for us to abstain from these tangible things yeah, yeah. than it is for us to pay attention to what's going on inside of our own hearts. Yeah.
3: And- we, yes, we need clarity. It's hard for us to think in terms that something's going on inside that person that I don't understand. I, I need to have, when I look at a person... Unfortunately, we need to. I need to put him into him or her into a category, and I notice they don't raise their hands in worship. Mm. Yeah, mm. I notice they you don't close your eyes when you pray. All
2: right, now don't get me started.
3: Dave. <laughs> oh no, you know. But
2: yeah. I'm feeling aggressive.
3: <laughs> but the whole the whole idea is the behaviors that we impose on people because that's yeah. It, so it simplifies things for us yeah. because
1: otherwise you're stuck with the nuance of this is a person who is a broken person living in the grace of God. And I have to have grace for them without knowing the extent of their brokenness. Or it's so much easier to say, well, as long as I know you're not drinking or, or sleeping around, then you're fine. You must be fine. Mm, I don't have to deal yeah. with your brokenness. Cause you must not be broken. It's, it's deluding ourselves to think that.
3: Absolutely. There's looking at a person, in your small group going, you know, ever yeah. participate. What's, are you not like, what's, is what's wrong with you?
2: Or hmm. even me, I might be stingy. I might not have a generous heart, but I don't drink. Right. Yeah. And I don't dance.
3: Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So um, there. It, I heard this once from a, a person and I, I hate that, that this happens to us. But I, I was once in a meeting where a guy, we were talking about having our quiet time, mm-hmm. which, yeah. Um, he said, he said, no Bible, no breakfast. And that was years ago. And if I have my yogurt before I open my Bible in the morning, I still feel a little.
0: Uh, Oh my goodness. Really?
3: Yeah. No, I, I laugh at it. Yeah. But I, that's an
1: <laughs> sorry. You know the 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 meme of the like laughing woman eating yogurt or eating salad like yeah. stock photo. I just pictured dad as like the laughing yeah. the laughing man eating
3: yogurt thinking. Yeah. Ah, sorry. But, but, sorry. My mind But just that's ridiculous, there. right? Yeah. But this is what we do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it we and and I'm sure to him that's a very important thing. Mm. But when when someone says, "Here's what I do." Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, gosh, I remember when I was in in college, it was like when people, one person said, you know, they would, they'd be able to quote a Bible verse Mm -hmm. from memory. And I was, and just them doing it, I would go, okay, well, I'm a loser. I am not as spiritual. That's the Mm -hmm. way I feel about Maren.
2: Oh, come on now.
3: But. No, I'm the loser.
1: (laughs) Because she can quote the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. But my, in my very cynical days at Bible college, I remember at lunch. Uh, we'd all sit down and whenever two other people got to the table at the same time, I'd say, all right, who's going to, who's going to pray longer? Who's going to pray. Yeah. Longer? And they'd have like a pray off oh to God. see like who was more holy before. Consuming it's like when their... you go to
0: the gym and you see someone else on the treadmill and you, you're like, I have to stay on longer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> or look at it positively and positively in a weird way. Like I, where was I? I don't know. I was at lunch and I looked over and I saw a man and woman that were having lunch and they bowed their heads and they prayed. And my, immediate thought was, oh, they must be believers. Yeah. Why did I think that? Because I saw a behavior Mm -hmm. that I associate with some sort of spiritual condition Mm. and we can go, oh, well that's ridiculous. No, it's not ridiculous. This is, Mm. yeah, we may say it's simply praying in public, but back then circumcision would. Uh,
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I'm saying.
3: Maren, to bring up the Jeremiah verse
1: circumcision of the heart, how do you know if someone's heart is circumcised? Right. Exactly. You don't, right? It's
2: well, between them
3: and God. This and right. is that's, why we go back to what Peter said: God knows their hearts. Yes. Stop trying to know someone's heart uh, when you cannot see their heart. Okay. Or or whole, judge their heart. I, I was say. speaking to someone just yesterday who because of
1: some of the way that they're wired, some of the things that they're working through, they've been told and they have subconsciously taken in the message that I'm going to hell because of who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, you need to, I said, I don't know how aggressive I was in the moment in my memory. I was like, (laughs) you need to stop that because look, God sees your heart. And that is, he knows whether you have chosen to follow him and surrender your life to him. And guess what? Even if you're getting it wrong in some way, and maybe you are broken and you're missing the point and you're sinning, if you are following after him and you are surrendering your life to him and asking the spirit to transform you, then it doesn't matter what anyone else says. Like you're, you are him, you are in him. You're following him. You're being transformed. Mm. And, and why is that? So, why is it anyone else's prerogative to tell that person whether they're going to hell or not, Mm -hmm. you know, but that's how we, that's how we absolutely.
0: So should we just behave in a way that's like, judgment-free zone all the time? Like, is there ever a place to be like, we're not welcoming and inclusive? Or is it just like, that's between you and God? I don't know your heart. Uh, so well, go and do whatever you want. Well, I think there's a difference when
1: it comes to the family of God. There are certain things that people do, which are, I would say, flagrantly disobeying the words of scripture. But in those moments when that's happening, our first response is not to cut them off and kick them out. Our first response is to go to them in love and, and come alongside them and see if we can understand and see if we can talk with them and see if we can work with them to say, do you realize that what you're, let me show you in scripture where, where, what you are doing seems to be. So it's. It requ- it starts with love, not with exclusion. Mm. Yeah. when that's happening, but there are instances in in the God, or in the the uh, epistles that Paul writes where he's telling people, look, this can't keep going on in the church. That you need to kick them yeah. out if they don't trans if they don't change, they they can't be a part of the family of God because ultimately they may be doing more damage than good. But it doesn't start with exclusion. Yeah. It starts with love.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. there of course there was that little story of Ananias and Sapphira dropping over dead. Well, yeah, because they were doing something that God. <laughs> well, was, there's that. <laughs> God was not happy with. Yeah. yeah, but but at the same time, it is. Do we approach people? I we have to be careful about what assumptions I take into a relationship mm-hmm. because I don't know what's going on in their heart. Mm-hmm. I can make observation. I, it's clear to me that you blah whatever it is, but what is happening in your heart? What is going yeah. on? Um that's the graciousness. You're welcome in my, in my world, but can we talk? It's yeah.
0: A, yeah. 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 It's it's all makes approach. sense. And I think there's a tension for me of, of what we're talking about and you will know them by their mm-hmm. bared fruit or whatever. Like yeah, if we're looking for other people's fruit or we're noticing other people's fruit and we're noticing other people don't have that, but they're, dancing or smoking or playing cards or whatever, like Hmm. it's hard. There's a tension there of like, you'll notice them by their fruit and also don't judge them.
2: Well, and fruits of the spirit. So what is, what is the fruit we're looking for? Are we looking for a person who doesn't dance? I'm sorry. That's not a fruit of the spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Are we looking for a person who's patient and long suffering and kind? Are we looking for that fruit? Is that fruit visible?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah but even even then the the jo- our job is not to determine if anyone else is in or out that's never our job our job is to love others and let yeah. god be the one who brings salvation it's his job mm-hmm. so
2: right yeah. this this is where it gets a little dicey it gets yeah. difficult because god will use us again i'm going back to an old testament reference but he'll use us as nathans in people's lives Right. So there goes David. He's stepping out on his wife. He's literally killing somebody's husband. Yep. And it wasn't okay for Nathan to say that's between him and God. Right. right yeah. Right. Yeah. He did have to lovingly and, and, and even directly with an, with an element of bravery, I would say Yeah. Yeah. step into David's life to say, uh, I hear the bleeding of sheep. <laughs> Go read that story <laughs> to say this, what? this is wrong. He basically tells a parable. Oh, and David's yeah. like, that guy is awful. Yeah. Off with his head. Yeah. And Nathan goes, that guy is you, you know? Wow, so yeah. he, he had to do it in a way that would bring, um, David to a realization that he had, he had gone astray. He'd strayed from the yeah. path, yeah. but he didn't do it in a judgmental, you know, you're in, you're out kind of a way. Again, it was from a desperate heart of love. I see you going off the rails. God sees you. And I, I have to talk to you about this. And it, it was from a place of love. So I don't think that we can just lay a blanket statement here right. to say, yeah. you know, whatever sin a person may be dealing with, well, that's just between them yeah, and God. Sure, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, and don't and don't forget the story was less about responding to sin; it was more about imposing yokes.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And so, yes. what this story was, and, and this is the question we need to ask ourselves: What inside of me have I predetermined is essential for me to believe that you're okay as one of my people?
0: Yeah,
3: or you're okay as a part of our faith, and. You know, these guys from the Judaizers were saying it has to be circumcision. What am I imposing? And I wouldn't, I would, I would never be so blatant to say it out loud, but what am I thinking Mm -hmm. that you have to be so that you could be with me? Mm -hmm. That's, that's more what the story is about. It's less about confronting sin. It's more about setting boundaries. Yeah. So as I'm reading this, the church in Antioch could
0: have just dismissed the Judeans the people from Judea, Judea, sure. You mean the, the yeah, the the Jerusalem Church, yeah, yeah. or that? No, no, no. When when they had men come from Judea oh, the, and was oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. circumcision. Oh, right, right. Okay, uh, the church in Antioch could have just been like, what? No, get out of here. Right. Uh Why didn't they they
3: do that? Well, this is where I'm going to assume that Paul and Barnabas knew. And the leaders of the church in Antioch knew how crucial this was and what the stakes were pretty high. Mm-hmm. I think that's why. And these guys, these, these usual suspects show up again and again,
1: everywhere Paul went, goes and plants a church. These guys show up and yeah. start, and oh. it's clear that they yeah. are influencing people to think differently. Mm-hmm. And so perhaps that was happening. People, people may have been saying, oh, well, maybe this, maybe they are right. Maybe, maybe someone was going around circumcising a bunch of guys.
0: And, and so they needed like a unified they needed some kind. Yeah. They needed the the church.
1: And and I'm sure people were like, oh, well, these guys are from Jerusalem. So they must know Paul's, you know, not one of the original apostles. I mean, who knows? Maybe there's all kinds of reasons, but for, for whatever reason, this was clearly needed to be addressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, what did this do to you guys? As you're listening to this, we're talking about welcoming and inclusion and personally, like how did, how did this sermon impact you?
2: it made me ask questions of myself um again just are there any relics from my upbringing that are yokes of bondage or expectations i place on someone else do i have any remaining things like that uh, you, again back in my day um i was the person with tattoos at 16 yeah and people were like well then You probably aren't even saved, you know, and I can look back on my own experience and think that's ridiculous because it was, but am I doing that in any way to my kids or to their friends? Mm -hmm. Because I'm, I don't think I'm above that line of human thinking, even Mm -hmm. accidentally, you know, so just kind of asking myself, is there anything maybe subconsciously that I'm projecting onto other people am i placing gates yeah you know um, to the doorway of this sanctuary or or to our faith as dave said yeah. that would keep people out
1: i was thinking something very similar i was thinking even more about like the subconscious or the subtle things that grace church as a whole culturally does like are there ways that we speak or things that we do or the way that our sanctuary is laid out or is are there things that in some way are communicating to people. You are not welcome here. Mm -hmm. And I don't know the answer, but it's got me thinking about that because probably
0: the bucket collecting rain from the roof.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think that would actually make people feel more welcome if they're broken. But I'm what I'm, what I'm trying to say is I I guess it's, I just want to be aware. I want to be thinking who are those that have felt excluded by the church? And then looking from their eyes at our church, would this be a welcoming place to them? What would
3: they hear? What would they, and it's a really good reminder to think that way. Yeah. What, what are our issues of systemic circumcision? (laughs) Great question. Sorry.
0: For me, it's like when I see somebody kind of ranting on social media uh, and I could even agree with them, but when I see them ranting and there's like profanity involved or they're just like, you just hate swearing. Is that it? No, it's not just the swearing, but it's like, they're being like, they're being a way on social media that I knew, I know they wouldn't be in person. Mm. I look at that and I'm like, Oh, they must be really struggling with their faith. (laughs) (laughs) Like like they're not, uh, (laughs) you know, like that's my, that's my version of the circumcision thing. It's like, Oh, yep. Yeah. (laughs) not, not, not included in what I think it takes to be a Christian because they're doing this thing that I know they wouldn't do Mm, in person. Mm. Um, where do we go next? What are we doing? So we've only got a couple more,
1: uh, three more. I, this coming weekend, I'm going to be talking about, we're coming, going back to Philippi. You guys remember January when we talked all about Philippians and, um, we are going to be looking again at that story, of Paul and Silas being jailed and the conversion of Lydia and the jailer and all that, that cool stuff that happened. But this time, as we revisit the story, we're looking at it through the lens of the movement of the Holy spirit. And what I really want to focus on is how do we walk in step with the Holy spirit? How do we listen to the Holy spirit? Because the spirit led Paul and Silas to some places that were unexpected and worked through circumstances that, that you wouldn't expect God to be working. So it, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a look, looking at how the spirit moves us mm-hmm. in our mission. And then, yeah. And then we've got two more weeks and we'll be, we'll be done with this
0: series. So you, you talk about Paul and Silas and I read further, I read all of chapter 15 and part of 16 and 15 in acts ends with Paul breakup.
3: and Barnabas the Barnabas yeah. going
0: their separate ways. And then Silas is all of a sudden yeah included. So if you're listening to this, this podcast or you're attending grace through this, like Read Acts because yes, we're leaving. If you, out would, a have ton. Just, if you would have just said, and I'm and, and I don't know what you're talking about. If you would have just said, we're going to talk about how Paul and Silas were jailed, I would have been like, wait, what's Silas? Or like, right. who? What, right. When did this guy show up? But he shows up at the end of 15. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. Seriously, yeah. we're leaving out so much of <laughs> Acts this summer. It is yeah. it is
1: brutal what we're doing. It and have like, made it a 20 week series. Literally, this this one little glimpse at Philippi. This is the entire discussion of Paul's missionary journeys. <laughs> so
0: like, that's a problem, but yeah. what, you know, what are we going to do? We'll make it work. Dave, thanks for being here. You're
3: welcome. It's good. It to was be awesome here.
0: to have you back. Thank you. Um, yeah. In-person pods are way better. Uh-huh. Agreed. Especially when I remember the last time we tried to do the oh, show. I don't, don't was, want to talk about that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Me it was trying was trying to lean over technical with technical difficulties. difficulties. Yeah. Dave
0: was babysitting Henry <laughs> while was taking bad. a nap. And he was like, you, and he was right below me. <laughs> Like leaning over. Yeah, it was terrible. Like, Is it. this gonna work? <laughs> I, I'm happy to go forward. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Uh, friend of the pod, reminder to go follow us on Instagram at Between Sundays Podcast, and we will be friends there too. So, guys, thanks for another great show. Marin, <laughs> will you please send us out?
2: Sure thing, y'all. Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God.
0: And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday.